1: Now, there's been a lot of focus on the spending plans of the big parties across the water and people asking, well, where are they going to get that money from? Or if they spend that on that, how are they going to pay for the other? Uh, let me speak to Dr. Esmond Burney, who's always got his eye on the economy and, of course, for many a year, his eye on politics as well. Uh, Esmond, Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, You're a senior economist at the Ulster University. You've been looking at the figures with regards to our local parties. Who's in Dreamland and who's in the real world?
2: Well, Frank, if we ask a question, do the manifestos literally add up? I don't think any of the five largest Northern Ireland parties' manifestos do that. And I say that because When you read them, there are many, many commitments to spend more money, both here in Northern Ireland and in some cases across the UK, because of course it is a Westminster general election, so some of the policies are UK-wide, but on the other side of the sort of balance of the government books, as it were, when you look at taxation if anything the thrust the main thrust of the northern parties is about reducing tax which of course in many ways is commendable but when you add together uh, commitments to spend a lot more on a very wide range of things together with cutting taxes it's it's contributing to increased situation where the North Island economy is already one that uh about uh, 20, 25% of all the money spent here, it affects coming in from Great Britain. If anything, if all these policies were implemented, and that's a big if, that sort of imbalance in the North Ireland economy would increase. So the, the manifestos are really, I said it's a bit like a Christmas list. Putting down a lot of very expensive, in some cases, yes, socially desirable items, but not much thought on how you would how you would finance it. And indeed, in almost no cases. Uh, do the five manifestos actually cost out, you know, give a, uh, even an indicative figure for how much the uh, proposal they uh, outline would cost? Uh, I could find just one exception to that. Uh, the DUP commit to spending a billion pounds at the remainder of the assembly term, of course has isn't sitting, but through to 2021 on health. But uh, uh, that's a very rare commitment where the, the number is added. In most cases it's it's words without numbers.
1: So is it very much a letter to Santa without thinking that mummy and daddy might have to put their hand in their pocket?
2: Uh, I, I think it is uh, that this case the substitute for Santa Claus is of course the Treasury in London and uh, already we're in a situation where annually the Treasury subsidy to the North Island economy to all 1.9 million of us living in North Island amounts to over 9,000 million pounds every year the, the implication, mathematically, inevitably, logically, of these proposals, if, and it is a big if, they were implemented on a large scale, would be that we'd be uh, even more dependent on Treasury generosity. And, uh, well, we all know that Santa Claus is generous, but uh, I think that the Treasury, the sort of substitute for Santa Claus in this case, I think its uh, generosity towards Northern Ireland is pretty much exhausted by this point.
1: Let's have a look at just some of the ones that pop up from time to time. Lower VAT on tourism, there, that, that, that's a popular enough initiative, isn't it? Is that possible? It is.
2: It, it, it's popular, I think uh, uh, most of the parties, in fact I think four of them spell out, all, all Bars and things spell it out. Now, I should say there is a Uh, there is an issue about the Sinn Féin Manifesto in that it was by far the shortest and had very little detail. So, in a sense, you have to go back into documents they produced earlier this year, the year before, and so forth to find out what it is Sinn Féin is actually proposing to do. But leaving that to one side, yeah. Cutting um, the VAT rate, currently the standard rate of VAT in Northern Ireland is 20%. In the Republic of Ireland, the tourist industry VAT rate is 8 or 9. So there's quite a big gap there. So provided you could get Westminster agreement and legislate for it in London, you could get a reduction in VAT here, which would make our cafes, pubs, restaurants, hotels, etc. more competitive relative to their uh, competitors south of the border. Um, I think there are two uh, caveats or qualifications of that 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 need to be noted. One is that if that were done, there would be less revenue allocated to Northern Ireland within the the UK public spending system. We we would take a hit. Uh, It's not clear how big that would be, but it would be some tens of millions of pounds at least. Secondly, uh, how far would the hospitality, tourism, leisure sector pass on this reduction in their costs, or would they take it in the form of profits? And even if they did pass it on, how responsive would uh, tourists be to this reduction in VAT from 20% down to, say, 8%? Would it lead to a large increase in demand? And uh, I'm i'm not I'm not sure the evidence suggests that there would necessarily be a, an enormous uptake. I think there would be some, but we we do need to think very carefully about whether that would outweigh the the loss in revenues to the public sector here.
1: yeah, that's because there's always both sides to the coin. air passenger duty is everyone in favor of getting rid of that? I, again, this is one
2: where um, at least the, the the parties beyond should fade, because again, should fade, have a, have a sort of cover-all statement. They want more economic powers, which could include... The power to reduce air passenger duty on short-haul pl- flights, but they don't spell out. But the, the other four parties, yes, certainly are, 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 are leaning in that direction. At the moment, yes, there is air passenger duty, £13, £14 per ticket uh, on flights between Northland and Great Britain, Northland and uh, Europe. It, it was uh, removed in the past for the long-haul flight, which was then operating from Belfast to New York. Um, so the proposal would be to to remove it completely now again there would be a hit to the the funding for northern public sector perhaps up to about 50-60 million pounds per annum, it it would encourage air travel, so it would increase tourism numbers there's some evidence from other parts of the world that if more people are travelling into an area through air flights it does increase the exports of the region; it does not increase the investment coming into the region. But, but again, you do need to weigh up the costs, the benefits. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're entirely right. There's on the negative side, uh, and this was obviously why the, the London government introduced or claimed why they introduced APD in the first place. Uh, if people are flying more, it's producing more carbon out of the jet engines, etc. etc. Although it, it does have to be said, air passenger duty isn't a particularly well-designed uh, tax from the point of view of minimizing the environmental I- impact of ag- aviation because it's per passenger instead of per plane. So what you really want to do is avoid situations where uh, aircraft are flying with very few passengers on them because they they you know the environmental damage per passenger is very high indeed so there, there could be other taxes could be introduced to deal with uh, uh, issues around carbon and pollution and indeed uh, some of the northern parties in their manifestos particularly the alliance and the sdlp seem very keen on um very strenuous um, as they would term it uh, greening of the tax system or carbon taxing now, does lead into a range of of bigger issues, of course.
1: Yeah, well, just a couple of others briefly. Where are we with corporation tax? It used to be in the news all the time. Where are these parties with that?
2: Yeah, that's an interesting one because uh, as far as I could see reading the five manifestos, the only party that spells out a continuing commitment to reducing the corporation tax rate here, which is currently 17 and a half and is 12.5% uh twelve and a half percent in the Republic of Ireland it is the SDLP. The the, the other parties uh are are silent, although maybe they think they've implied it by their previous support for it and uh, don't feel the need to reiterate it. It it may be that because of changes in circumstances, the fact that corporation tax rates have come down substantially across the UK, the fact that uh, one of the first major tax changes that the uh, uh, Trump administration in the United States made was to reduce the American corporation tax uh, uh, rate very substantially. It may be that external conditions are now much less uh, favourable to this as a policy. So it might well have been a, a very effective policy if implemented when initially discussed back at the start of this decade. Um, now we're at the end of a decade after many delays. The impact relative to the financial cost of the policy, it's, it's, it, 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 it's, it's much closer, it's much less clear that, that it would be produce an obvious sort of overwhelming benefit, although it might produce some benefits, yes. Uh,
1: and finally, uh, Esmond, uh, the Northern Ireland Water, they need $2.5 of investment. There won't be one politician that will arrive on a doorstep that will say to you, yeah, I think it'd be a good idea to have water charges
2: yes i think being uh honest about it this is something that, that's true and certainly none of the five manifestos make any commitment to how they would fund for that uh, requirement that uh, northland water have stated that they need two and a half thousand million pounds of investment between 2021 and 2027 the sort of if we've no drains we'll have no cranes type of argument um i I personally and uh, you know i, I can I, I look at this from both sides of the fence somebody somebody's now an economist there was an economist, and somebody was an elected politician. I think this is disappointing i I think uh, the parties collectively aren't giving enough credit to the intelligence of the electorate. People could see that parts of our infrastructure are crumbling away sometimes literally, so if we don't invest and that does imply some pain in terms of paying more than we will pay indirectly and I think also it has to be said sometimes politicians should simply just do the right thing and take a risk and sometimes they are rewarded for um, stating an unpopular policy but Yep, you're right. Generally, uh, in terms of tax policy, they're all playing safe, and that does have the implication that the sums are not adding up across the board.
1: Yeah, Just on the water charges, because people will be on to me hand over fist, as they always are, saying, oh, we already pay in the rates, we already pay, uh, we're, we're already paying here in, in Northern Ireland, we're, we're, simply, yeah, we're, not, we're not paying
2: enough. Exactly, yeah, I know that argument is often made and sometimes even made by some of the uh, politicians, but you need to look at the rates we pay on average plus, uh, well, of course, in this case, the absence of domestic water charges relative to Great Britain and per household, it, it, it on average, the total payment rates plus water charges northland compared to England, Scotland, Wales, you're talking about several hundred pounds per annum on average, Lesser payment here, indeed, maybe as much as £500 per annum, less payment here. That's- Hold
0: up.
1: It's the way it all tots up and it's one of the most uh, vocal arguments that people will have when a politician brings it up. A politician will not mention it to you on a doorstep. Water charges over the next few days because uh, it is a vote loser and they don't want to talk about vote losers. Well, I think that should be
2: tested. That should be tested. Um, You know, uh, credit the electorate with some intelligence. People can see that Uh, We've got a health sector crisis. We've got other parts of our infrastructure crumbling away. Uh, People know that we can't live on fantasy. We can't live on uh, money that doesn't exist.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, throw that out there. I throw it out to see if people are okay, going, are good. <laughs> prepared for the economic test from a former politician, Desmond. Thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye, uh, uh, Esmond Bernie, who's been w- wading his way through the manifestos, uh, or, the, or are they manifest? I uh, feel free to let us know. Oh two eight nine oh treble three one oh five oh double seven double six one oh five one oh five manifestos. Okay, uh, easing our way as we say, and um, oh, it won't fill the whole program now with water charges? Absolutely, absolutely not. But <laughs> you could maybe Send me a text if you wished. Do you think, deep down, really, we're intelligent enough to realise that we should be paying more for the water system, the water service in Northern Ireland? And if a politician said to you, I'm honest, I feel we should be paying more, would you tell him or her to, you know, <laughs> go and turn on another top? three one oh five.